Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear page by page. This is page 494. Himself, by shining a light on someone's long-lost heroic ancestor. Or maybe he's trying to invent a heroic ancestor for himself. That would explain the research we've been doing in old genealogies. She hesitated for a moment, biting her lips. The truth is, she said, as if confessing something, I half suspect the song is for Alvarin himself. Master Ash has implied he's had dealings with the mare. She gave a mischievous grin. Who knows? Running in the circles you do, you might have already met my patron and not even know it. My mind flickered over the hundreds of nobles and courtiers I'd met in passing over the last month, but it was hard to focus on their faces. The fire in my gut was spreading until my whole chest was full of it. But enough of this, Denna said, waving her hands impatiently. She pushed her harp away and folded her legs to sit cross-legged on the grass. You're teasing me. What did you think of it? I looked down at my hands and idly fingered the flat braid of green grass I'd woven. It was smooth and cool between my fingers. I couldn't remember how I'd planned to join the ends together to form a ring. I know it's got some rough patches, I heard Denna say, her voice brimming with nervous excitement. I'll have to fix that name you mentioned, if you're sure it's the right one. The beginning is rough, and the seventh verse is a shambles, I know. I need to expand the battles and his relationship with Lyra. The ending needs tightening, but overall, what do you think? Once she smoothed it out, it would be brilliant. As good a song as my parents might have written, but that just made it worse. My hands were shaking, and I was amazed at how hard it was to make them stop. I looked away from them, up at Denna. Her nervous excitement faded when she saw my face. You're going to have to rework more than just the name. I tried to keep my voice calm. Lanra wasn't a hero. She looked at me oddly, as if she couldn't tell if I was making a joke. What? You've got the whole thing wrong, I said. Lanra was a monster, a traitor. You need to change it. Denna tossed back her head and laughed. When I didn't join her, she cocked her head, puzzled. You're serious? I nodded. Denna's face went stiff. Her eyes narrowed and her mouth made a thin line. You have to be kidding. Her mouth worked silently for a moment, then she shook her head. It wouldn't make any sense. The whole story falls apart if Lanra isn't the hero. And that's the page. I'm Nick. I'm Jordana. I'm Jeremy. Because Foth can't really think of what to say, uh, from Denna's perspective, Denna's trying to like fill that silence and she's almost, she's doing what I think a lot of people do when they're about to be critiqued on a piece of art where they try to front load their own insecurities about the the piece that they've written to try and get out ahead and say like, you can't make me feel bad about this because I already know what's wrong with it. You know, this, this, and this is wrong with it. Well, they're, she's preempting. Exactly. Yes, but she's she's so unguarded, she's so discombobulated that she's letting a lot slip about her patron. This is more we've learned 
about her patron than she's ever told us before in one place. And I think it's because of what you said. She's not thinking about keeping that safe. She's trying to like front load. But now we know that the patron is interested in genealogies, is doing the research with her and is part of the mayor's court. Or no, and potentially no. is, is doing it for Alvaron. Master Ash has implied he's had dealings with the mayor. That That's not necessarily right, saying he's in his court. Okay, fine, fine. But it's still more information than we've had about the mayor. Oh, absolutely. About, uh, the, the patron. I mean, I, I think that like those three paragraphs are like the closest thing we can, we have gotten to like, that's all the evidence I think there is that the patron is Master Ash uh, and is Brayden, rather. Or Melvin Lackless, my new front runner. Yes. Well, we'll split the difference. Braden Lackless, Mellow and Braden. Could be. I mean, there is a, there's an Aculeus Lackless running around somewhere. I think um, Mellow and Lackless's father is still in the picture. And so that could be, uh, that could be Braden. Huh. And how, if, uh, if he was, um, if Braden was Quoth's granduncle, great uncle rather, that would certainly be uh, apropos. Uh, I want to, touch on something that is a link to the previous page uh, when we were talking about Quoth kind of fidgeting with the grass and trying to make it into a ring on this page. He like kind of looks back down at it and he, uh, he can't remember how he had planned to join the ends together to form a ring. And I see this as a, a synecdoche for Quoth's relationship with Denna where like he was thinking about like them being able to be together. And after she's written this song with the story that's gotten so wrong, he's already in some part of his mind, like, oh, we can never be together. Like, this is never going to work. Yes, it is definitely rich with symbolism. You will sprinkle it on top of the gruel to really give it that that kick. I want to talk about a bit about the hands, seeing as I missed it so poorly the other day. Uh-huh. So he's, he's looking down at his hands, he's got the grass in his hands, and his hands are also shaking, and he's surprised that he can't control them. And it, that does feel surprising because as a reader, we know that he has like a really strong Alar, which theoretically feels like it should connect to being able to like control handshaking, maybe. I don't know. I feel like they're, I feel like those two things should be connected. Um, but also on the previous pages, he made that promise on his hands that he wouldn't, that he wouldn't want, he, he promised he wouldn't try to find out more about her patron but all of a sudden, he's accidentally finding out more about her patron, sort of, because Den is spilling the beans. You think right? he's already breaking the oath? Yeah, like he unintentionally, he's already starting to break his promise. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, and even if that's not the case, I have certainly, when I've like had a really emotionally fraught conversation with someone I care a lot about, I find that sometimes, you know. My, I'm so keyed up, my adrenaline is going, and I can't control the shaking of my hands either. Oh yeah, no, it might be a totally normal handshaking thing. I'm just saying there's also a possibility that it could be a little bit of a magical handshaking thing. Mm. I'll talk a little bit about Denna's relationship to this story. I think there's a more evidence for this on the next page, but a little bit is here is that she is not particularly invested in the truth of the story. To her, it's just a story. And her Ooh. saying that it falls apart if Lanner isn't the hero is like true. Like it's a better story. It's a it's a tragedy. You know, Lanner is a clear main character, whereas in the version Quoth is told, 
it's a bit like the Phantom Menace where there's too many characters and many of them could be the lead character, but none of them really is. Uh, and it changes, it changes tack too often. Um, so like it is a better story in the version that Denna is telling. Uh, but it does that perhaps make it farther than farther from the truth. And like, do historical records make good stories? Like, no, because there's no protagonist in history. Um, well, well, and like Denna and Quoth just have different perspectives on what, what the point of a story is. Quoth is saying rather naively, I think that, you know, the, 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 it's not about what makes a good story. It's about what's true. And like, that's not at all the, like, because they are both researching the same subject matter, but not for the same reasons. Because Quoth is determined to find out once and for all what the truth of the Chandrian is and how it relates to this old story of, of Lanra. And that's not Denna's interest. Denna's trying to piece together the material that makes a good story, which necessitates uh, occluding some historical details, emphasizing some things more than other things, combining characters, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. Which is certainly what's happened to Quoth. When you hear the stories about Quoth, that's absolutely what hap- what has happened. People have been uh, merged together into characters. Things have been simplified to be more of a clear uh, mor- mor- morality narrative. Like this, this is the exact same thing that's happened to Quoth, and he's sort of setting the record straight. If anything, Quoth is telling his version of the Selatos story. Like this book is to the original story as the Quoth stories in the book are to Denna's version of the story, if that makes mm. sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's interesting to think about his attitude in the frame narrative versus his attitude now. You know, I think he's yes. a lot, in the frame narrative, he's a lot more like, you know, truth, who's to say what's true? It's like, it's the story that people remember that matters. Yes, yes. And maybe that's the lesson he takes away from this. Um, and, you know, I, I think it's also like his judgment is clouded. Like, I think that Quoth having an academic discussion about the nature of stories, even at this point in the story, would probably agree. But because he is trying to protect Denna, he's already started to to put together that she's doing the same kind of work as his father did. Uh, so he's probably is. He does. He never like I don't think in this chapter at all. He says Denna's in danger. Um, that's something that he probably isn't thinking explicitly because I think he would tell us if he was thinking it, but I'm sure that's an ingredient. That's part of he it. He actually does say yeah. on, on this page, page he sort he, he essentially implies it uh, on the next page. He says some stories are dangerous. Oh, but on yeah, this page, okay. he also implies it when he says that um, as good a song as my parents might have written, but that just made it worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, well, there you go. So it's, it's definitely the subtext of the scene. I, th- I think that's it. I think we did it. I think that's the notes. That that's, Do we that's have anything else to say on this one? We have a letter from Bye-bye. Madsen who writes, Hands! Hands bag. <laughs> Greetings, pagers. I don't recall the page number exactly, but I want to belatedly shout hands at the page in which Quoth brags about how he doesn't need rotting apples to make music. Just, you know, something far more unique and difficult to find, i.e. Denna. This page lends further evidence to the notion that the reason Coach the innkeeper cannot make music is that there might be something wrong with his hands. He does, if I recall correctly, whistle Tinker Tanner or something similar at one point, but perhaps the more creative and or expressive side of music does require his hands. Thank you for the podcast and the work you are all doing. I still can't tell Nick and Jeremy apart after a year and a half, but I'm working on it. And by the way, I love these soapbox digressions. All the best. 
Signed, Madsen. Uh, well, Madsen, it's easy. Jeremy is the angry socialist, and Nick is the angry socialist. <laughs> the oh socialist angry guy. <laughs> yes. Uh, Nick mercy. is the angry socialist who thinks it's funny to critique Batman, and Jeremy is the angry socialist who does not think it's funny to critique Batman. Much better. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, mercy. But you have to admit that if Elon Musk did a Batman, you'd be furious. And not just mean? because he's like, he, well, if Elon Musk like started fighting like crime. If he, like if he built funny. himself an Iron Man suit and started like blowing people up. Yes, obviously that would be bad. <laughs> you wouldn't think that is cool. <laughs> and that's not, and you would also be mad that he was co-opting the message of Batman and Iron Man, right? I mean, I feel like he's too dumb to, to approach understanding <laughs> that those things have a message, but... If he did, I would be annoyed. <laughs> Whereas, like, Jeff Bezos at least embraces that he is Lex Luthor, and so he's just going to, you know, go to space. <laughs> After he's I thought they were his... both trying to go to space. Ah, uh, but, but Jeff Bezos is going to get there first with his extremely divorced guy energy. Yeah, Jeff Bezos of... is literally trying to get himself into space, whereas Elon Musk just wants to be the robber baron of Mars. Like Elon Musk says he wants to live, he wants to die on Mars. And I fully endorse that. I encourage that. But so far, Bezos and Richard Branson are the ones who are actually trying to get themselves into space in rockets of dubious provenance. Elon Musk doesn't want to live on Mars. He wants to extract the wealth from Mars with an army of indentured servants. Anyway, this is not a podcast where our angry socialists yell about Jeff Bezos and That'll Elon Musk. That'll be a patron Musk. episode. Oh, oh, I don't boy. even know if the patrons would put up with that. Uh, but I do want to uh, to agree with Madsen that uh, perhaps the hands are a metaphor for creativity. Like he can still sing, obviously, but can he create? Can he make music? He wasn't able to write his own story down. He needed to have Chronicler to do that. He does whistle or sing, or whistle and sing. So he's certainly capable of like doing music, but can he make music from scratch? Yeah, are they are they like other people's tunes? I w- like you know how like in Vampire the Masquerade the tragedy of the Toreadors is that like they they're all like esthetes who love art but they can't create anything new they can only kind of like copy what other people have done. Yes, I think it is that. That is really sad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, they should have thought of that before they got bit by a vampire. I don't think you always get to choose that kind of thing. That's true. Uh, This has been Vampire the Masquerade Corner, and we will return again on another Vampire the Masquerade Corner. Of the wind!